This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know Americans stop or prevent a violent crime one to three million times per year with a gun? That's right. Studies from Florida State and the CDC and the Crime Prevention Research Center shows the guns are used to protect lives 25 times more often than when they were used to take a life. 25 times and that estimate is on the low end and if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families then you should be a member of the san diego county gun owners san diego county gun owners makes it easy to connect with the community that fights that's fighting to defend and restore your second amendment become a member today it's only 10 bucks go to sdcgo.org slash join to become a member. What's up, Dave? Kicking chickens, buddy. How about you? Uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Alicia, how are you? Yes, sir. Doing well. How come you, you're all dressed up? Yeah, you're all dressed up. In, Got a place to go, some place to go? Usually you're coming sometimes, off the, the range. Yeah. Usually not today. Yeah, no. usually. I think that's what it is. This is actually how she usually looks, which is we <laughs> usually see her when she's coming <laughs> off the range. Like, this is just normal. That's not how she looks when she comes off the range. No, that's what I'm saying. So she didn't come off the range. Oh, so I we're see. like, why are you also dressed up? She's like, man, this is this just how is I normally normal. look. Did you go to brunch or something? No, no. What's it's a beautiful just a normal weekend. Go to a I car show. A, uh, Nothing fancy. What about you? You don't look too fancy. I ha- well, I don't. Well, it's every I'm day. Definitely not too fancy. What watch are you wearing today? I had the. Uh, oh, this is my uh, <laughs> my Tiso gentleman. Yeah, I love it. I like this one. You know what I like about best about this one? I you like the other one. I like that one too. Um, That's is, it's, it's like, I know, right? It's like a deep blue. Yeah. So if I'm wearing black, it looks black. If I'm wearing blue, it looks It does. Blue. Yeah. It's nice. And are you saying that right? T-soat? T-so. T-so. So? It's T-I-S-S-O-T, but it's pronounced T-so. Okay. Yeah. We ought to do a watch show. <clears throat> I know, right? <laughs> It'll get people to See if dedicate watches. It'll get people to watch. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, by the way, folks, go to Instagram, watch underscore watch. No, watch. watcher. Watching. watching. Oh, is it oh, watching? watching? <laughs> well, it's either watch watcher or watch watching. I forget. Yeah, we'll play with it. So I went and had, I had like the best eye doctor experience. Is that why you're wearing glasses? <laughs> no, I'm wearing glasses because we're going to go over this gun violence reduction community needs assessment thing again. <laughs> you and have to be, be able, able to read, read. it. <laughs> um, but uh, Aaron Werner is a, an ophthalmologist out in El Cajon. He's actually a member of ours. He, he's He's been a member for forever. It's for San Diego County Gun Owners. And I, yeah. I finally went in. And uh, have you been to an eye doctor in this decade? Sure. Have you? Yeah. I the last time I went, I think I think like Reagan was in the White <laughs> House, and he, it's you know they'd like look at my eyes, they'd say here read this chart, 
and that'd be about it. They'd say eat more carrots. This and send guy, you packing, and that would be it. They had like all the. I spent like 15, 20 minutes like doing these machines, you get the and tests and stuff. Did you get the poof. I don't remember that. That's where it blows air into <laughs> oh, your yeah. eyeball. You'd remember. Yes, yeah, you remember, remember that. that. They, for, oh yeah, they did. Yeah, it's for, for glaucoma. Glaucoma. Is that what it was? Yeah. You just. It was like I had like the yeah. best experience. They gave me some drops. My eyes have never felt better. Yeah. Anyway. So what they say? Can you see? I can see. Is it, do you? Do they have to make any adjustments on your vision? No, I got. Because you are getting older. I know. <clears throat> I hate that. I have to go. Uh, I have to go back in two weeks, and they're going to clean out my ducts. Really? Yeah. Your ducts are jacked up. Apparently, I have clogged ducts. Don't you hate that when that happens? She said uh, that Dr. Brittany, who was wonderful, she said that uh, everybody. Uh, this is happening to everybody because we're all staring at our phones and our computers. And your ducks are getting full, and we're not blinking anymore. Is what she I was blink a lot. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were just flirting. Yeah, I didn't realize I was. No, no, no. I would do that with Alicia, <laughs> not you. You see how dressed up she looks. <laughs> I know. She I know. Beautiful. She's she's got to do this more often. So, Michael, uh, yes. I'm going to set you up for this one. Can you look outside, super quick, out the window? All right. Um, is the clear, or is the rain oh. clearly gone? Is the rain clearly gone? <laughs> yes, I'm setting you up for a joke. I don't. I don't know. Oh, yes. Yes, I can see now that the rain has gone. Uh, mm-hmm. I can see clearly now. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, exactly. rain. I thought he was going to say, "Okay, does it look better now, or yeah. does it look better, <laughs> better like this? This is better like that. that one. one or two? <laughs> I hate that test. I said, don't give me that test. I can't tell. So we're going to talk about. So when we get done talking about eyes, we're going to talk about. Uh, La Mesa is, uh, they're going to do a, they're trying to revisit some anti-gun regulation that they tried about a year ago and got denied. Well, I think they might have the votes this time, so they're going to try to do it. So we're going to talk about it. We need people to show up on Tuesday night. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. We're going to talk, we're going to do, talk about an interview I did with uh, Sheriff Grady Judd, who was in, uh, he's out of Florida and, uh, did a really, really interesting interview. He was great. I love him. He was very interesting. Uh, we're going to talk more about the San Diego County, or excuse me, San Diego gun violence listening sessions. The San Diego County gun violence reduction community needs assessment because we barely scratched the surface on that. Right. Um, in fact, by the way, the La Mesa thing, tune in tomorrow to KUSI 8 a.m. or shortly after 8 a.m. Uh, I'm going to talk about it there because it's it's a pretty big deal. Mm. Um, and then uh, the curtain call. We're going to talk about Scott Peterson. Ah. Who was not not Scott Peterson? There was like a Scott Peterson, not the Lacey and Scott Peterson. Yeah, different, <laughs> whole different. One T versus two. Yeah, different guy. But the, he was just acquitted. Correct. For they tried to bring him up on was it criminal charges? Yeah, negligence. Because he was one of the was he a cop or a security guard? He was a resource officer. So he was he was law enforcement working within the school. At and the school was Marjorie. Stoneman. Right? Uh, yes. So we're going to talk about that. Yes, it'll be Douglas. interesting to hear. Yeah. Right. And then uh, I was on uh, Rifle Supply up in Huntington Beach. If you guys haven't checked out Rifle Supply, I got to tell you, Rifle Supply is a very cool shop. They do a bunch of custom manufacturing. They're up in Huntington Beach, which is uh, far enough to where p- folks in San Diego probably haven't heard of them, but close enough to where you got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Rifle Supply had me on their podcast on Friday night, which was super interesting. And they decided that uh, they're going to sponsor a table at Gunpro. Nice. And they're going to donate a couple of uh, custom jobbies that they do. So we're uh, that was very, very interesting. Speaking of, get your tickets, Gunprom. We're really, it's right around the corner. It's September 16th, but, you know, we're going to stop selling tickets like September 1st. 
So we, less than two months away. And there's a early word special going on right now, 99 bucks for an individual ticket. Uh, so grab your tickets. All you got to do is go to gunprom.com, gunprom.com. Loads of fun. If you've ever been, you know how fun it is. If you've, if you've never been, then uh, this is your year. Join us. You're coming, right, Alicia? I'll be there. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, yeah. And then what else are we going to talk about here? I think the Grady Judd thing is going to be uh, super interesting. Sam um, the Gunman. Oh, yeah. Of course, Sam the Gunman is going to... Uh, I thought last week was his best performance you know, ever. I, I couldn't agree more. I was thinking, I think we need to expand it. I think we need to throw in one non-gun, just random <laughs> weird fact. But Cinderella Paired one up. was yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> the Cinderella one was awesome. Trying to stress this kid out. He's, I mean, he's already <laughs> under stress trying to be perfect. <laughs> God. I thought that was super interesting. I was, I've been telling that little factoid all week. <laughs> Me too. All week. How has that never come? I'm 47. I've heard about glass slippers for 47 years. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's never occurred to me that that doesn't make any sense. No. I knew they'd hurt your feet, but I never knew. That <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why it never occurred to me. I was like, ah, women will do anything for. Okay, so we're going to do my cousin Vinny and see if he can knows the, the I, timing and points of a 327 <laughs> with a four barrel. <laughs> if it's from that movie, he'll probably and he'll say, it. "Well, they didn't have a four barrel on a 327." That's actually that's my old man's favorite movie. So I Is know, really? yeah, it's his favorite movie. Oh, so I, I love that movie. Yeah. Right. Let's take a quick break. You all listen to Good Energy Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon. Especially if you have questions on red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in uh, California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now. It's 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer, 760-642-7150. Special shout out to John Petrolino, the Penn Patriot, who's listening to us right now in, in the car of Charlie Cook, riding shotgun with Charlie. So I guess John Petrolino is, is literally riding shotgun with Charlie right now. <laughs> and they're listening. They just sent me a, uh, a a picture of the two of them enjoying our show thoroughly. Two fine gentlemen. Uh, John Petrolino is going to be here for gun problem. Charlie can't make it this year. I'm so crushed. My heart is broken. Uh, uh, reschedule it. <laughs> we can reschedule yeah. the whole thing. Uh, so, oh, well, Charlie, you're going to have to make that up to us and join us every year from here on out. After this, this is the only one you can miss. You get one mulligan. That's it. Yeah. So, are right, you? But you're coming. I'll be there. All right. Cool. You got it. What, what are you doing? Which table are you on? Or have you, you haven't figured it out? I yet? haven't done it yet. No. Nope. Right, I don't have any friends. Okay. Well, Gotta find some. Hey, when's Gun Prom? September sixteenth. Gunprom.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm inviting somebody since I. You're texting someone day. right now. Of course. So because we, he is an automotive guy that we did a tribute to yeah. Peter Starr who passed away. Who's uh, Peter Starr? He's a 
uh, videographer, motorcyclist. He's 80 years old. Oh, wow. He's world famous. He was yeah. the first guy to put a camera on a motorcycle. He's done yeah. movies. And he passed away, so we dedicated an hour to him. Oh, cool. And Norm is one of the world's greatest journalists out there when it comes to motorcycles and cars. So he just says, hey, I'd like to go to a SHOT Show. I've never been. He says, I've got a 450 Marlin, oh. a 458 SOCOM, wow. and a Marlin 1895 SBL. Wow. Which I have no idea what that meant. Well, I think, th- I th- I think those are three different guns. I think they are. <laughs> The f- <laughs> I got that figured out. I got that. Two part. of them are Marlins, and I think the 458 SOCOM is probably an AR. Okay. And a 458 SOCOM is awesome. Yeah. So. I got I got mine, uh, my upper, my 458 SOCOM upper from Rifle Supply. Oh, you have it. Beach, you have which one. we just, we're just talking about Rifle Supply. And what was the date of the prom again? September 16th. But a uh, 458 SOCOM is, is twice the size of a standard AR um, uh, round. Uh, and the reason I know that is because uh, it was designed so that you can put a 458 SOCOM cartridge in an unaltered AR magazine. Ah. So a 30-round AR magazine, normal you know, 5.56 magazine, mm-hmm. holds around 10 uh, 458 SOCOM with no alterations. You don't okay. have to do anything to change it. They was, did that on purpose. When was the last time you shot it? <laughs> uh, it's been a while. <laughs> And one, my my shoulder still recovers. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's a it's a it's you know, a tank. Oh yeah, it's I, I swear the rounds are like it's like a little tube of lipstick. <laughs> wow, They're you huge. gotta see John Wick Four because that's what he uses. Is that the one? Is that no John Wick Four? Was that the one where he shot a bunch of people? Uh, yeah, oh, that's one, two, three, and four. <laughs> I wish I had the ammo. Uh, you know what I want? I want his Kevlar suit. He had a Kevlar suit? Yeah, and all he has to do is put it up like that, and you can shoot him with anything. It won't hurt no, him. That's how Kevlar works. I think so. <laughs> Good luck with that. And when you get it, can I tell <laughs> can you? Can yeah, I you can shoot me. <laughs> Let's see if I do it well as I'll, he did. I'll, I'll yell catch first. So one of the things we do is, you know, we have, uh, we can really only, you know, we'll do a couple segments with people that we interview. Um, but you can really, they're 15-minute segments, but you can really only get about 10, maybe 10 and a half minutes out of that 15 minutes to interview people so we can touch on some mm-hmm. things and get real specific. But when we want to get deep, when we really want to talk to folks and figure out what makes them tick and really hear about uh, you know what they've accomplished and that sort of thing, we do uh, Gun Owners Radio Magnum. We do a Magnum episode where I get to talk to them for an hour, hour and a half. Why do you change your voice? Because it's Magnum. I was just checking. <clears throat> and we uh, talk to them for about an hour, hour and a half. And uninterrupted, and we really get to, uh, you know, it's long form, so you get to really hear about who they are and what makes them tick and that sort of thing. And if you go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash gunownersradio, and look under the Magnum section, you'll see Sheriff Grady Judd. Mm. Um, He is uh, in uh, uh, Florida. Yeah. And his county, he's very outspoken first off. on. There's a couple of things that, that he's known for. One of them is he's very outspoken on Second Amendment issues, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have heard. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. Yeah. I would say in even, I, I think he even makes gun people uncomfortable sometimes. You know what I mean? He kind of pushes it to the edge. I think that we're conditioned here in, in San Diego to kind of be a little timid about the way we talk about Second Amendment issues. True. And when we hear the sheriff of a county in Florida who does, he doesn't have to worry about being intimid, uh, timid at all, mm-hmm. it, it kinda, you kind of go, wait a minute, don't, you know, that's not how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, and but he's saying it the way you should, should say it. Mm-hmm. 
I, I guess. You know, I guess that's a way of putting it. Well, you've been, sure. I mean, we have been so browbeaten in the state of California. I mean, you almost don't want to, you know, oh, I don't want to offend. I don't want to say something. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. I mean, it's very direct. I think that, um, I think that even I was a little, uh, you, I was a little, I don't want to say turned off, but I was a little concerned. I thought, eh, let's, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you, I, I don't know. To, I, I'm not, I'm not a cowboy. No, you're not. You're I, very, I, very pretty correct. In, in well, I have an enormous amount of respect for human life. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I'm a big proponent for the second amendment, because mm-hmm. I think life is so important mm-hmm. that we should protect it, uh, you know, as, as much as we can. And I think he's a little, I was a little turned off. Uh, I guess I'll just say it. I was a little turned off by the way, he, you know, he would kind of talk about, uh, you know, I don't ever want to use lethal force. And the way he would talk about using lethal force was a little. Shoot first, ask questions later. Well, I don't know if he actually said that, but it was a little callous. But, but I mean, it's kind of on that, yeah. that, that vein. And that's bit. one thing if you're talking to your buddy at the range and they kind of make a joke, but it's another thing when it's a sheriff of a county. So, but it made me more curious to, to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the other things he's really known for is he does press conferences saying, hey, here's who we arrested last week. I ran after my own heart. <laughs> So um, basically saying, hey, you know, we're going to make you famous. If you ma- if you break some laws, mm-hmm. we're going to make sure everybody here knows that you're the type of person in our community um, that will that breaks laws. See, but we won't world. do that here. Definitely not. Because we don't want to offend. And we, well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, most states, you know, they're more want to protect the, the criminal than the victim. I mean. And so he made that point. So I, I got to tell you, I interviewed him for oh, about an hour, and uh, I, he really sold me. First off, he's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a cop. Well, <laughs> I thought you we're just going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's fair to say that uh, that it could it could go either way, right? I don't know if you know some some of the some of the police officers i've met some of the law enforcement professionals i've met are very intelligent and thoughtful and then some are and then some are but that's like, probably like every starts you know, with an h well <laughs> that's probably like every uh, uh industry I well guess. of course you know um but he was very intelligent he has been training to be a cop since he was a teenager it was his first job he worked his way up wow um dedicated truly dedicated very educated he um, seen red dawn didn't he <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. You we didn't asked him. No, you we asked didn't bring him. it up. Um, but he's his statistics speak for themselves. Um, he has a lower. First off, Florida has a lower crime rate sure. than most places in the country. And you know, having a lower crime rate than California is an accomplishment because California, uh, you know, it's it's like apples and oranges because California doesn't. We don't. You know, we coddle criminals. You know, they don't get half of them don't get arrested. They yeah. certainly don't get prosecuted. Well, you know, and we can't afford ammo, <laughs> right? <laughs> so he uh, um, he has very low crime statistics, mm-hmm. and he was very adamant about, hey, we have a great county, Polk County, mm-hmm. Polk County, and you you know move here, and you will be safe, and you can raise your kids, and we you know we will protect you, yeah, and we will respect your rights, and we will live in harmony. But do not come here and vote, you know, the what you know, the, the opposite words, don't way. Don't bring your crap with us if you don't believe in what we believe in. He was very adamant about yeah. that. Well, can you blame him? I, I don't blame him at all. Yeah. Um 
And, uh, and you know, like I said, this guy is a professor. Um, he actually teaches criminal justice. And one of the things he did was he was a part of, of a team that analyzed um, the, uh, the Marjorie Stoneman shooting, right, mm-hmm. which was not in his county. It was in a county right. a couple counties over. And he was very critical of the response. Yeah, very critical. Yeah. Well, but, you know, where you kind of go, well, gee, yeah, of course. But, you know, one of the things that I think police officers are guilty of is they they protect everybody. You know, they kind of mm-hmm. go, well, gee, we're all going to stick together. We're going to, you know, protect the, you know, the blue line, right? Kind of like the government. Well, they are the government. Police yeah. officers are the government. Yeah. And uh, he didn't do that. He said, nope, huge nope. mistakes made. Yeah. You know, it should have been this way. It should have been that way. And mm-hmm. People should get fired. And I know. was going to say, was he... Yeah, okay. Well, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in there. He was adamant. He was oh, yeah. adamant about it. He was be the C block. He was yeah, it's we're going to talk about the the in mm-hmm. you know, Alicia's section. We're I like how they do that. The B block, the A block. The I don't C know block. what that. What do you mean? And well, jails? if you're watching any TV shows like, you know, you know, then they say, "Okay, we're going to talk about that in the C block." I don't know what that means. Well, because C-block. from 4 to 4:15 is the A block <laughs> and from 4:15 <laughs> to 4:30 is the B block. I didn't know that. He, see, I, see what you learn when you come to our show. That is that is definitely something I've learned. So, but check it out, uh, JD. Uh, excuse me, uh, his name's uh, Grady, Chad. Grady Judd, not JD Grud. That's a whole different interview. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. Grady Judd, sheriff of Polk County, Florida. Um, ext- I thought it was extremely interesting. I went in not sure, not sure how I felt. And you about came out him. happy, and I on the other side, uh, he definitely made me a big fan. Um, you know, I asked him, I, I thought I asked him a few hard questions and, uh, yeah. he responded really well and, uh, I have a lot of respect for him and I have a lot of respect for the job he did in a tough state. So I'm curious, I've not watched the Magnum episode yet. I will. Um, you know, I've watched all his press releases. I've seen all the YouTube videos. Does he keep that same Southern yeah. persona oh, yeah. outside of, okay. That's the other thing. I, he, I'm just, he has like a Southern spin. I'm going to be totally yeah. honest right now and I'll yeah. probably get some hate mail. I, I grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exact. I'm never completely impressed by Southern accents. I thought you grew up in Hawaii. <laughs> no, nah, I went to high school in Hawaii. Oh. So uh, you know, I, I think that when when someone has a Southern accent, I automatically make They're some assumptions <laughs> about you know. I don't know how smart is this guy. No, this guy's extremely smart. He's very intelligent. I know. I don't know how many people. If you have a Southern accent, I'm sorry. Is he coming to gun prom? No, he's no three thousand miles away. Wouldn't it be something? Well, maybe we'll interview him. He's very, I'll tell you, he's, he's a he's a national figure. Yeah. So but he'd be pretty fun. Busy. He'd be fun to have a gun. Yeah, but check him out. We will right here on Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserve and restoring Orange County's self-defense rights. If you live in Orange County and want to help and defend and restore the Second Amendment, join ocgunowners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the organization to help get more pro-Second Amendment officials elected. Become a member today, ocgunowners.com slash join. Uh, I'm in row 14, seat 11 at any theater. Mm. Don't ever sit. In <laughs> Why? Because that's where I sit. Dave's seat. <laughs> it's dead in the middle. It's perfectly with sound. 
and vision. So what, what is it? Why, haven't they changed? Last time I went and saw a movie was the first time I saw a movie in a theater in like 10 years. And they were all like Lazy Boy recliners and everything's changed. And you have to you have to pick your specific seat. You just yeah. can't walk in. Row 14. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have 11. I don't know if they have 11 in a row. They were like, oh, yes, they do. <laughs> right. have, you been, have you been to one of those uh, Apodopolis or whatever the hell it is? I, like, they're like yeah. all doing that now. With the food and the booze. Like, but yeah, I've been there, yeah. Mm-hmm. The big problem is when you walk in and say, do you want a blanket? That's a dead giveaway. You're not going to stay awake for the movie. <laughs> they should never give you a blanket. All right. So big news. Uh, about a year ago, um, you know, not a couple years ago, we got we helped get Laura Lothian elected oh, to yeah. La Mesa City Council, and we were truly the difference that got her elected in a tough area. You know, La Mesa has its uh, demographics have, has changed. It used to be a solidly Republican mm-hmm. town. And uh, it is not solidly Republican anymore. There have been a lot of uh, folks that have moved in that are uh, have have different different views. Who's the mayor over there? Doctor A. He's got yeah. a big long Abadapadapolis. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got a big long last. Looks name. like your brother. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good. He's looking, from Greece. There's a lot of good looking people on the Mesa. You're right. Yeah, he's been on KOSI like three times now. So, and and they just they're now a. Let me think. Well, he's 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 really truly an independent. I think so. He's not Democrat. He's mm-hmm. not Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, he's certainly not pro, but he's certainly not anti-gun. Mm-hmm. He he voted the right way, mm-hmm. but they just lost. Like for example, Bill Baber was mm-hmm. solidly Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer on the city council, and there are some really extremist folks on that council now. Yeah, um, and they don't like guns. So Laura Lothian helped lead the charge, and we over we got we got that taken care of. They, you know, this uh, um, it was a, a storage law that was introduced and died. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with Bill Baber gone, there's a very real chance that they're going to bring it back. Well, they brought it back, but there's a very real chance that it's, they're going to vote it in. Mm. So they brought it back. It's on the agenda. It's item number eleven point two, and this Tuesday. At 6 p.m. at the, at the uh, La Mesa City Council at their town hall or their uh, town, what am I trying? City hall. It's a uh, they're going to be they're going to introduce a draft safe gun storage ordinance for consideration, um, discussion and possible direction on a draft ordinance adding La Mesa Municipal Code Chapter 10.30 regulating the residential storage of firearms and conducting uh, an associated public information program. Council Member Shu. Councilmember Dillard shoes the extremist I'm talking about. Um, it's he's not just a Democrat. He's not just left of center. He's an extremist weirdo, um, and he's definitely anti-gun. So you know the the whole thing back when it was 2008 when Heller versus DC that whole case was about um, forcing people to keep their guns locked up or inoperable mm. in their home. And the Supreme Court said you can't do that. So everybody's wondering, well, gee, I don't have to show up. I don't have to do anything because of the Supreme Court rule. That's not how it works. Mm-mm. We still got to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed it just enough to where they think it's not quite exactly uh, what the Supreme Court was ruling on. So they they think it's constitutional. Now, the main thing that has – they're saying they're going to research it. And whatever. All they're going to do is they're going to – it's already prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, Delmar passed it. Solana Beach passed it. City of San Diego passed it. Um, that's just here in California or in uh, San Diego. They've passed it up and down uh, in California. 
And it's a storage law that basically says unless you're touching your gun, you have to keep it inoperable, locked up, et cetera, et cetera. So unless you're actually touching it. So you can't keep it on the nightstand. You know what I mean? But you can keep it on your hip. Yes, you can keep it on your hip. But what if you're taking a shower? What if you're getting ready for bed? Well, you wash yours in the sink. <laughs> well, how bad could that be? But And how are they going to enforce this thing? Are they going to go door to door? You know, how are they going to, law enforcement doesn't like this, but they don't care. Yeah, well, of course not. They just need it in the event they need it to prosecute. They do, and, and the, what they lead with, what, guess what they lead with? Why do, why do you think that, they, what's their number one reason that we need to do this? Mm. Something with the riots? Save the children. Save, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But what's wrong with that? Yeah, what's There's it? already it's, laws on the books? There's already the laws on the books. Mm-hmm. It has, this has nothing, this will not enhance anything when it has to do with kids. In California, if you store a firearm in such a manner that uh, a, a kid can has access to it or can well, gain sure. access to it, that is illegal. That's already a state law. Right. So can you sue them? Well, it doesn't matter. We're not we're not we're activists. No, okay. We're not lawyers. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't matter if we can sue them or not sue them. What matters is we have to show up and stop this. Okay. You know, we have to get in front of them and say, "Hey, look, you know, this is not the, La Mesa maybe has changed demographics, but not this much. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have passionate gun owners here, um, and here are the problems with this. Now, who does this affect most? It, I would say it affects most a single woman living in her home, mm-hmm. no kids, mm-hmm. right? And she has a firearm to defend herself from violent crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't leave it on her nightstand anymore. She can't leave it on the counter when she's, you know, taking a shower, getting ready for bed. You know, let's say uh, let's say she does see something out outside, you know, or some peeping tom or something like that. She calls the cops. Cops comes over. Her gun's out. Boom. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's the other thing is. All these municipalities that have passed this, there's zero zero benefit. Nothing good has happened. There hasn't been anything that's you know that's helped in any way. There, there hasn't, and it's never even found anybody. They haven't prosecuted anybody. No one's been guilty of this. No one, it's, it's completely useless. The whole point of the, of these kinds of regulations are to make people, it's, it's, it's advancing a narrative. Mm-hmm. They want the public to know that guns are dangerous and gun owners are dangerous people. That is the point of, of this whole thing. You know, the Brady organization, Moms Demand Action, when they sit down and figure, figure out what are we going to do today? You know, what, what's our big push going to be uh, this year? Um, well, you know, let's, let's, do a, let's do a storage thing because it's hard to argue against and it, makes, it reaffirms the, the, the opinion that guns and gun owners are dangerous. So is the public going to have an opportunity to speak? Six o'clock Tuesday, we need you to show up. We need you to be prepared. We need you to be polite. We need you to be professional. Um, and we need to flood flood them with positive uh, uh, remarks and uh, about gun owners and say, hey, th- this, is, this is way too far. This is way too intrusive. This is, is this the example you would give? I would, yeah, I think there's a, a number of things to talk about. Talk about the single mom. Or not the single mom. Talk about the single the woman, yeah, right? Because right. a single mom would already have to store her gun, you know, differently because she has, you know, a kid couldn't have access to it. That's already state law. Talk about the single woman who's trying to defend herself, right? Talk about the fact that this doesn't do anything to enhance uh, protection against kids. Can you ask him a question? And I'm just like, okay, if you, somebody you, breaks <laughs> in and a robber they kill, 
They won't City answer. Council, they can't answer. It's, they it's won't answer. They, they really can't comment on anything that's not, you know, uh, like if, uh, short answer is no. They won't talk on scenario. They or, just won't. They just say, here's your two minutes. Say right. whatever you need to do. We're right. not going to have a dialogue. Yeah, because it's not going to make any difference anyway, because we're still going to do what we want to do. Well, no, because they, they can't have a dialogue. If you were on the agenda, like, hey, we're going to talk to Bob Smith. He's mm-hmm. a professional. We're going to have a dialogue. That'd be one thing. But oh, they, I see. But the general public, you can't. Yeah, okay. but it, they, you know, I, I, I believe that we could have an effect on this. I wouldn't ask people to show up if I didn't think we'd have an effect, and I think we could. Dr. A, the mayor, um, voted the right way. Um, we need one more vote. You know, we need one. one more vote. So the fact that this is, we, if anybody can come from any part in the county. Another good point. Um, you can, anybody from any part of the county, you can show up and talk. If they're going, they always ask, where are you from? Mm-hmm. You, you, your answer is, I decline to, to, I decline to answer. They're, you do not have to tell them whether or not you live in La Mesa. Okay. And if they say, oh, you need to tell us if you live in La Mesa, you say, no, I don't. Um, the Brown Act, that's one of the, I don't really like the Brown Act, but that's one part of the Brown Act that's crystal clear. You do not have to tell them whether you're from La Mesa or, or you know, live in La Mesa or mm-hmm. not live in La Mesa. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't live in La Mesa, you know, I don't want to show up or whatever. No, show up, show up, talk. Um, you don't have to tell them whether or not you're from La Mesa. Um, uh, just show up in mass. You know what um, the address is? Um, uh, well, it's, it's just Google city hall, La Mesa. If you, if, if you, you. here's the thing, I got you. I got you. <laughs> if you can't Google it, if you can't figure out how to get to city hall in La Mesa, I don't want you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was if you can't get on Google, I was helping the poor you. old gun owners out there. All right, Dave, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. 8130 Allison Avenue in La Mesa. See, I would never be able to find Allison Avenue it's, if it's not La Mesa Boulevard. Well, and, and what they're going to do, okay, so key terms, key items from the draft resolution uh, defines locked container and trigger lock pursuant to the California Penal Code, uh, renders it unlawful and infraction to keep a firearm with any within any residence um, unless the firearm is stored in a locked container or trigger lock with limited exception. Provides for a limited exception if the firearm is carried on the body of a person who is authorized, who is an authorized user of the firearm or in their immediate con- control. Mm-hmm. So again, it has to be locked. It has to be inoperable. Mm-hmm. Unless if it's not on you. Unless you're actually touching it. Okay. So again, what do you? What about when you're? What about when a single woman is in the shower, when she's absolutely most vulnerable? Mm-hmm. You know what? What about when a single woman is, you know, getting ready for bed or sleeping, when she is absolutely one hundred percent most vulnerable? Mm-hmm. What? What then? Um, I'd argue that a significant that that's who's going to be affected mostly in La Mesa. Mm-hmm. They're not affecting, you know, um, uh, uh, criminals. Criminals aren't going to live by this thing, right? And if you, we go back, we're going to talk about the uh, um, we're going to talk about the uh, San Diego County Gun Violence Reduction Community Needs Assessment Comprehensive Report. <sighs> we're going to talk about that. But what we learned is what we already knew: thirty percent of people who, who are you know killed and there's gun involved. It's a homicide. 70% it's a suicide. Gun storage doesn't help either of those things. And how could you tell me what to do within my home? Well, I think that's an important concept. I think that's an important concept, but I also think that that's uh, not so they don't care. They absolutely want to tell you what you're going to do in your own home. But you can't. That's my home. I well, do what I want. But they think you can, and they think they should. You have should. to show up on Tuesday and let them know that. You can, but I just don't know if that'll resonate. I, you know, I'm bringing a Rottweiler. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM. 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you ever wanted to get a pilot's license, here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out this deal just for gun owners, radio listeners. One hour ground school, one hour of flight with instructor. Yep, you get to fly. Normally $400 for listeners is $350. Getting started is easy. Give them a call at 858-569-1822. Learn to fly with SDFTI. Call today, 858-569-1822. So Rich and I, when we were preparing for the show, actually when I say we, I mean Rich, um, when he was preparing for the show, because he does so much uh, to help us. He's, he's an amazing producer. He does a great job. Um, found a clip um, of somebody talking about um, activism in general, and I thought it was it was really really phenomenally interesting. And uh, Rich uh, uh, pulled the clip, and we're gonna we're gonna take a listen to it, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about it. So uh, it, there's actually someone speaking in front of like a hundred people, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty interesting. So Brendan, go ahead and play the clip. I always like to do a Second Amendment check. Can we do a Second Amendment check real quick? Stand up if you believe in the Second Amendment. Stand up. Okay? Now, I want you to remain standing if you own a firearm that is yours, that you picked out, your daddy didn't pick it out for you, your brother didn't pick it out for you. Remain standing. I want you to keep standing if that firearm is on you right now, not in your car, not at your house. Now, I want you to remain standing if you've been to the gun range in the last 30 days to practice with your firearm. Mm. I'd like you to remain standing if you've ever testified in a hearing in defense of the Second Amendment. If you feel attacked right now, it's your conviction calling you a hypocrite. A room full of conservatives. A room full of people who talk on the internet constantly about how the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. And they can't be bothered to carry their guns. They can't be bothered to practice with their guns. And they can't be bothered to testify in hearings. When the Second Amendment goes away, it's not going to be anybody's fault but yours. Strong language. And I think it's a little bit of uh, tough love. And uh, honestly, I can't remember who the lady is. Um, but, uh, man, was she passionate and I think she was right on, I can't tell you how many people, you know, um, I, I was, in fact, I was talking about it. One of the things I was talking about was on, uh, on, on, uh, on, on, uh, rifle supplies Which podcast was, um, you know, the fact that, uh, I watched for weeks. I don't really watch the news anymore. You know that I stopped I watching know. the news. I know. By the way, you're very boring. Best. Oh God. No. Be- watching the news is very boring. It's the best decision. One of the best. I would. I'm honestly going to say that one of the top ten decisions in my life was deciding to stop watching news. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even no hyperbole. Um, so I don't watch news anymore. But some of the stupid, 
stuff that used to, you know, get you crazy. Well, that's on the news. Some of it makes its way to me, you know, like the the balloon that they shot down that went over the other Chinese balloon or whatever that kind of made its way. The other one was how everybody was really mad for like a month at Bud Light. <laughs> and one of the things we talked about on rifle supply was everybody, you know, everybody got real fired up over Bud Light. Yeah, now it's Ben and Jerry's. Really? I, I oh, didn't hear it. Well, you haven't heard Ben and no. Jerry's? Well, so they're no. up, but they're all fired up over this stuff. But in Imperial Beach, we needed people to show up. And only about 10 people showed up. You know, they're trying to open up a gun shop. We're trying to get people to show up in La Mesa. How many people are going to show up? None. Well, or a very small. A handful, right? But how many people are mad at Bud Light? Oh, I'm really mad. <laughs> they're so mad at Bud Light. And now Ben and right? Jerry's. So this I know lady, you want to know about Ben and Jerry's. I honestly don't care. Yes, you do. I really don't. Because right. you eat Ben and Jerry's. I don't eat Ben and Jerry's. They don't make spaghetti. They don't make steak. Oh, that's true, too. So I wonder if they, they actually might make like a spaghetti flavor, but but this lady's point was we all you know talk about it. Everybody talks about it, mm-hmm. how important it is. And they wonder, well, gee, what happened? I got to leave California. I got to move. But see, that's the problem with conservatives. We, 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 don't, we don't act. We just sit there going, oh, well, yeah, right. or we complain, but we don't do anything. Yeah, from my cold dead hand, but then it's not in their hand. Exactly, <laughs> it's not on See, their. My hand. hand's not cold. Yeah, it's perfectly warm. If you want, I'll let you know. Her name is Jara Hutchins, and you can find her on Instagram at Clearing the Chamber. Dude, the name Alicia was way ahead of you. Like oh, sorry, an hour ago. Oh man, I am far behind. But you Mike didn't one. put his glasses on, so he oh, couldn't. Gotcha. So, so Alicia, what do you think about what? Too, her words too strong? No, not at all. Uh, you know, so going into it, when I watched the video, going in knowing that it was a conservative group, I honestly was shocked at how many people sat down. You know, the first, the first uh, two, three rotations of what she asked, a, a large percentage of the population were still standing, and that was pretty awesome. Um, and then they got to uh, that last question, and only one woman stayed. That was it. One out of at least 100, if not more. Which is probably, it's a 1%, which is probably high. Yeah. <laughs> it's right, probably pretty right. high. Right. In, in the reality of it. So what do we, what, what is the, what's the, what's the problem? I actually got an email from someone who, uh, um, you know, we put out the email saying, hey, we need you to show up. Yesterday, we put out the email saying, mm-hmm. hey, we need you to show up on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And I got an email back from someone, and, and it was like a, a paragraph where they explained to me that they didn't have time uh, because they were spending time with their family. It took, took, took as much time to write the email as it would have went. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't really know what to do with that, you know? And I looked up to see if this person, you know, donated or like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. Zero, you know, they never donated. They're mm-hmm. not a member. But he, he took the time to tell me that he was going to not do anything on Tuesday night. You know, in favor of the Second Amendment, and I thought, well, as if if as if it's a choice, you know, that hey, I mean, let him know he can bring his kids. <laughs> well, but I mean, we're asking him to take two, maybe three hours out of his life. It's as if it's as if it's an actual choice that hey, I'm either going to be a good family person or I'm going to go spend three hours at a meeting on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you can do both. You can do both. And by the way, if you can't come to the meeting on Tuesday night. Then why don't you send us ten bucks a month so that we can make sure that somebody is there to defend the Second Amendment on your behalf? You know. Okay, so I don't know if this is going to help or if you even think this is worthy. But but it, on a side note, Carlsbad used to have a drag strip. It was world renowned. Everybody from the world came there for motocross racing and drag racing. They decided to close it and put an industrial park in. 
we busted our you-know-what to get people to go down to City Hall in Carlsbad, keep it open, don't take it away. Nobody showed up. But everybody... Everybody had an opinion. Everybody had an opinion. Oh, my, And then afterwards, after the industrial park was in, I actually had a group call me and say, we just raised $3 million. We want to go fight the track and, they, and keep it. I go, it's gone. Yeah. Why didn't you come when we asked you to come? Yeah. And the auto community, the hot rod community, is just as tight as the gun community. But nobody showed up. So what do they do with that $3 million box? Because you know what they could do? Get people elected. <laughs> Or no. get people unelected because yeah. somebody made that decision. I know. You know? And, I, and I think that piece is uh, extremely important too, that if they, let's say we go down and fail, okay? Let's say we go down and they pass this regulation. Mm-hmm. Okay, then there are at least three, probably four seats that we need to get involved in in La Mesa and we need to take three or four scalps, mm-hmm. polit- political scalps. No, I, I And, and I, replace I, them, you know. With the right people. With the right people. And that's the most American thing you can do. Right. The entire point of the 4th of July, you know, the Declaration of Independence, which, you know, led to the Constitution. The entire point was, you know, uh, government, uh, you know, of the people, right? But the government's job is uh, is to protect your rights, not take it away or regulate. You know, so the whole experiment is, is to be self-governed. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of the yep. country. Mm-hmm. And when I hear people say, well, I shouldn't have to put up, you know, these regulations that they're putting on us are, are, are un-American. No, not fighting back against these regulations, not going and saying, hey, representative, this isn't how I want to live my life. We're in the country with self-government. That's the most American thing you can do. But they know, the government, the cities, all these people know that they're not going to get any, any kickback. They were doing it with, with parents, you know, about, no, you have no right to say what your kid learns in school until the mothers got up and got involved, right? and got involved. And then all of a sudden, well, you know, now, now mothers are terrorists and, and all that, but they never expected anybody to fight back. And that's what they, that's what this LaMesa thing is going to be about. Well, it is. And I guess I, I just, I hear people say, well, gee, this is America. We shouldn't have, they shouldn't be passing these laws. Shouldn't have to do that. Well, no, in America, in the country of the self-governed, you have to mm-hmm. show up. You have to govern yourself. I like to add for people that, that think, well, I don't live in La Mesa. You know, it's not a big deal. If, ah, if it goes in La Mesa, your gone. town's going to yeah. be next. Well, well, it's already happened, right? So Solana Beach, mm-hmm. Del Mar, yeah. City of San Diego. How'd, they, how'd that get through? People didn't show up. We were there for the city of San Diego. We were, you know, uh, we even gave a presentation and, and uh, you know, but didn't have the numbers. And then who got unelected for that? Nobody. Right. Nobody got unelected. Right. Um, when and, they put a device on your car to charge you by the mile when you drive, <clears throat> oh, yeah. that's going to well, go through like butter. You well, watch. but the 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 point is that we you know, don't get involved. You, you, this, it's not a spectator. Being an American is not. A, you can't be a wallflower. Right. Being an American is is the exact opposite. If you want to be a wallflower, you got to go to one of these parliamentary systems, you know, <laughs> where you don't have a bill of rights, you know, and their whole where you get governed. Well, not, what's the old saying? If you, if you don't vote you have no right to complain yeah well yeah we got to go get to take about 10 steps further than just voting but i i like that this tough love has to happen more often i think there's a there was a shock value you know and and putting people on blast and saying hey you know you, you can't just sit there anymore. i think that's what when the mothers roared right it made a difference the husbands didn't the mothers did there you go 
Take a break. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Inland Empire Gun Owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners. Stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com slash join. All right, subscribe and win. Subscribe to our email list and win some swag. If you go to gunownersradio.com and uh, subscribe to our email list, you could win. This week's winner is Randy Smith. Congratulations, Randy. Email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your t-shirt or hat. Free training for members announced on the 9th. So if you could win uh, CCW USA's CCW Next Step uh, Next next Steps with um, that's Joe Dramichi who teaches that. Learn about all the other things you need to know about the CCW lifestyle after you get the permit with Joe Dramichi. We've talked about this a number of times but CCW USA put this curriculum together specifically with Joe Dramisi, um, and it's an excellent class. If you have your CCW, highly recommend that you take this class. Or even if you're considering it. I agree. Yeah. Or um, if you want to see if you win, go to gunownersradio.com, subscribe, and you might win the class. Oh, wait, we got a winner. I was going to say, aren't mm-hmm. you going to mention? It is the ninth. <laughs> We're going to announce it on the ninth today. Today. All right, we actually have a winner. So now, now you got to pay for the class, everybody. The winner is Mary Rose Stearns. Congratulations, Mary Rose Stearns. What a beautiful name, Mary Rose Stearns. Do we know Mary Rose? I don't. No. Not yet. You I'm gonna. Would, I'm gonna. You will. Yeah, well, I'm going to start calling her Mary Rose. I think that's nice that she, she uh, I wonder if she goes by Mary Rose or just Mary. And then, then. All right, so we have a curtain call. Yes, we do. The latest news stories. The latest news stories. Insightful perspectives. Insightful perspectives. It's time for a curtain call. <laughs> Brendan. I love Brendan. 
You should make that your doorbell. Uh, I'm waiting for him to send it to me so I can. Yeah, or put it on your phone. (laughs) Love it. So today, uh, yeah, so today it's it's kind of hot in certain circles of news. We know all about the, um, the unfortunate 2018 Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. Valentine's Day back in 2018, we've had a couple of parents on the show um, over time who had lost children in that shooting. And there was a trial for the school resource officer named Scott Peterson. And uh, he was charged with a number of charges in relation to his actions or lack thereof uh, during the school shooting. And I just want to kind of talk a little bit about it, get your guys' thoughts, talk a little bit about what happened in the in the case and the outcome and just some thoughts behind it. Uh, he was charged with seven counts of felony child neglect uh, for four uh, children that, and persons that were killed, three that were injured. He faced also three additional counts of misdemeanor culpable negligence for uh, two deaths and one injury. And then he also was charged with perjury for lying. Wow, what did he lie about? He lied about the number of shots that he thought that he heard How did, initially. I- I wonder how how do you lie? How do they know he lied? There was there was uh, persons that came forward later that were told differently. So he he had multiple stories he was telling different. Well, he people. wasn't the only person there. During he this. wasn't, but right. it, it you know when it when it speaks to well, what did you hear? Mm-hmm. You know that's that's within your own. Well, no, I'm just person. curious because getting it wrong, made, yeah, getting it wrong and intentionally correct. lying are two different things. Correct. So I have no doubt he could have gotten it wrong. Correct. But that's interesting that they tried to nail him mm-hmm. on. Uh, and so what happened? So he was found, he was acquitted of all charges. Even the lying? Every bit. Uh, every single bit. Hmm. You got to watch the news. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So what do you, what yeah. do you, how do you feel about so, that? So here's some things. So first of all, the, the, way, the reason they, they charged him is they charged him and they, with, with, according to the, the charge of neglect, you have to be first thought of as a caregiver to be culpable and, uh, and able to be charged with neglect. As in the position that he was in, he was law enforcement. That was one of the things that came out is they did not deem him as a caregiver. He was a law enforcement officer. So he didn't have those charge of duties. He didn't have that responsibility. So that is why he was not able to be charged or found guilty on the, the neglect or the negligence. Um, and so... Uh, he, which is which sounds accurate. It does. I mean, I, it does. Here's the thing: you have to, when you're talking about this, a lot of people are going to confuse what they think sh- should have happened, correct, with with the actual law, right? And it sounds like that they there just isn't a law in Florida that or, you know. I don't know. There is anywhere, honestly. Anywhere that would have made a difference. That mm-hmm. that would that would find that he could be found guilty of. Correct. So they tried to kind of, you know, jam this square peg mm-hmm. into a round hole, but, and, and it didn't work. But when Law enforcement showed up, they went directly in and took care of the situation. Which is what should have happened, but there is no law that, that this guy broke. Right. They tried to say, hey, you know, well, so what's the next one? What's the next? So so when kind of on the same um, token as what you guys are stating, so law enforcement, they, you know, the like LAPD back in the 50s coined the term to protect and serve. So law enforcement has a, a, a public duty to protect and serve, but not a legal duty. So they cannot be found legally liable for not stepping in and intervening. Um, and 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 it's really difficult to, to charge them or to, to find them legally at fault for these types of situations. It's one of those things where we our heart wants to our heart wants to, to say that he did wrong, but legally speaking, there's not anything on the books that states that he did. So that's why he that's why he he was 
He, he was found not guilty of Correct. these laws because none of these laws were. The one thing, you know, the perjury thing. I'm surprised that he was he. Of course, I don't know mm-hmm. the details as far as behind the perjury thing, but that's so cut and dry. It, it, it's surprising they'd bring a charge that wasn't. You know, but I think it falls on what you said. Was it? Did he? Did How do you prove that it was not a mistake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or did he really not go in? I mean, you almost have to have like an email saying, "Hey." Uh, yeah, I lied, you know, or right. some kind of, yeah. you know, I mean, you have to have a, a real true right. smoking gun there. Right. So, you know, thinking back and, and listening to listening to the, the, the statements that were made in the, in the case and just the news stories and the, the coverage of what happened at the time of the shooting, he stated he didn't go in and his explanation at the time was he didn't know where the shots were coming from. Right. So he heard shots. He stated he didn't go in because he didn't right. know. He thought the shots were coming from the outside. But you know what I keep where my mind keeps going he, if you listen to what he did do, he went to a point of cover, drew his firearm, and he had it out, pointed at the building. If you think that the shots could have been coming from somewhere else, why are you pointing at that school? Why are you not looking behind you? Why are you not, you know, kind of searching and trying to figure it out? If you really believe it could be coming from a different direction, you're exposing yourself. If He's providing himself cover between himself and the school. So the only thing... Building. I can say in that respect is that he didn't know where the shots were coming from. And he didn't even try to find out. He wasn't, he didn't want to put his life on the line and walk out and possibly get shot himself. If he could have seen the shooter again, this is all hypothetical. He may have had a different attitude. Like if he's seen the, the, the guy shooting into the classroom and he could physically see him shooting, would he have shot then? You don't know. Well, you think of it two different ways. If he knew where the shots were coming from and was afraid to go in. Right. That's I my th- opinion. I think, seems to be what his I actions tell. What if you don't know where the shots are coming from and you suspect they're coming from somewhere outside, I would imagine he would want to go in to, to where the kids are to protect the kids. Yeah, but. Or watch in some other way, watch the perimeter, but not just from one position. But he was a resource officer. He was a sheriff's deputy for many, I believe it was upwards of close to 30 years. Yeah, and how old was this guy? I don't recall. I don't know. Old, I, old I, enough I, to know better. You know, it's, I mean, obviously the guy was scared out of his mind. Exactly. And, you know, he, he didn't probably, want to get shot. He should probably not be in law enforcement anymore. Exactly. But he had received it, training for uh, for going into these situations and clearing schools. He, it, was, mean, it was documented in state. That he, he was going to oh, put his life on oh, but, but I'll tell you, the last thing you, we want in America is mm-hmm. to be able to take laws and bend them, you know, That's so true. that we can punish people that we're mad at. Maybe that's maybe that's a, a, posi- a one positive to look at is going. All right, well, you know what? They didn't, uh, you know, uh, he, he didn't he didn't actually break the law they accused him of, and and you know it was it was settled the jury the legally correct. Yeah, maybe like, that's yes, a positive way to look at it. He yeah. has to live with this the rest of his life. He does. Yeah, well, that in itself is punishment. I, and I think there's a lot of tough guys out there that are, well, I would have done <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, he right. retired after the shooting, and then he was retroactively fired. Right. They took back his retirement. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's huge. But, I mean, unless unless you've actually been in mm-hmm. combat, don't yeah, don't don't, don't be a tough to guy and try to tell exactly. me what you would do. It's true. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. Listen to Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
listening to Gun Owners Radio. You need to turn that up louder. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's 100 pounds bigger? Alicia? Nope. nope. That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, uh, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. Sign up. Go to notmesd.org. And you know what you need to do? What? You need to a lot get of things. Desi to give us all a stack of Not Me SD business cards. All right. I can't keep writing them on pieces of paper. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have her uh, contact Seriously. you and, and get that all arranged. Because I gave, I gave we it. We have literature. I gave it to women th- mm-hmm. three times, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at KUSI. Yep. We have we have little we have postcards. She has cards. Well, absolutely. Just one of all the things. I'll, yeah. I'll, get all you, things. Uh, okay. I'll get you all that. I'm serious because, I mean, I, I do it all the time. Yeah. And yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. The um, the other thing is, uh, of course, uh, the, that's the program that you're talking about where they actually do the work, and then we've also set up a 501c3. Right. Help us fund that 501c3 so that program can be even more successful, exactly. and that we're not we're not punishing um, instructors and gun shops, you know, who want to help, but they're the only ones, you know, giving discounts or whatever. They, like that money when they give a discount or they give something for free, that money it's coming out of their pocket. Why don't we reach out to the gun manufacturers? I bet you they would back that program. I think you're probably right. We are. We're in the we're in the midst. Yeah. Rich, uh, say again. Rich, rich. What do you mean? Well, tell He's him off his butts to get out there and start <laughs> reaching out. <laughs> That's not Rich's job. Well, he could be. <clears throat> okay, so the gun violence, uh, uh, you know, those, remember those listening sessions that we did a few months ago and then they produced a report and we talked about the report uh, from the gun violence listening sessions and all the, the, uh, the uh, uh, research that they did. They produced this report. It's like two, it's, it's 204 pages long, 204 pages. And we talked a little bit about it last week. It truly, I believe, backfired. On, on, because the intention from Nathan Fletcher and, and some of the others on, on the board, the intention of this completely and totally skewed and biased research center that did this, and they were absolutely biased. There was, there's, there was, it was, this was not science, this was propaganda, but it backfired on them because it showed exactly what we talked about and what we've been talking about, which number one is, uh, you know, most of these are suicides 70%, which is actually higher than the, National average are suicides, 30% are homicides, and a teeny, tiny, tiny fraction are other. Um, and the homicides are, uh, the, the majority of, this, of the homicides, you know, homicide's not always illegal, right? Mm-hmm. A homicide could be if you use your gun defensively and it's completely and totally legal mm-hmm. to defend yourself, you know, that, that is a, a type of homicide. But the majority of the homicides mm-hmm. are were illegal murders. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, they talk a lot about it. now. Here's one thing from the, you know we we talked earlier about going to La Mesa on Tuesday night. We mm-hmm. need everybody to show up at City Hall in La Mesa. Dave, what's the address? Hold it. Let me get you. I got off page twelve. <laughs> I'll be there holding his hand. Eight one three zero Allison in La Mesa, there somewhere near the trolley. Be there before six p.m. Sign up and say, hey, I want to speak. They'll give before you two 6 minutes. Before six p.m. Before six p.m. It starts at six. You want to get there before six. Well, I mean, like five fifty-eight. Like, don't going don't in show as up a group. Are we going in as nope. a group? Nope. Just well, it's and don't tell them where you live. <laughs> okay. So let yes. So what? 
<laughs> what you want to do is you want to sign up and be a speaker. And here is a piece from this uh, document that they produce, some of the research they produce. Here's something that you want to maybe bring up and talk about. Um, safety with firearms. According to the CHIS survey, among adults with at least one fire home, uh, fire, firearm in the home in San Diego County, about 7.7% which is about 29,000 adults, keep their gun loaded and unlocked, whereas most, 92.3%, which is 354,000 adults, reported they do not keep their gun gun loaded and unlocked. These firearm safety rates are approximately similar to San Diego County and the state of California, as illustrated on... 7.7%. So we're, we're only talking – so what they're saying is uh, they're trying to pass this law on everyone mm-hmm. because 7%, less than 8% of people don't do what they want them to, which, by the way, isn't always improper, right? So the assumption is – this. the assumption from this extremely biased, horrible firm is that 7.7% are doing something wrong or bad, and it is not necessarily wrong or bad to store your firearm in your home uh, loaded. And I unlocked. can't believe that number's not higher because you can't – tell where they got their information and how do you justify it yeah exactly but still let's let's yeah, go take let's it. go with I'll their number it. right I'll take it. let's take, take their it. number mm-hmm. and use it against them yeah. we're talking about only 7.7% that do what they don't want us to do which by the way isn't always improper right mm-hmm. and that narrative you know is is an important one you know hey look uh it's not always improper to store your firearm unlocked and loaded that's not always bad you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's the narrative they're trying to. So that's the assumption, right? Well, here, let's just put this out there. They didn't explain, like, hey, some people are doing it because of this, or hey, some people don't have kids in the home, or some people, whatever, right? They're just saying, oh, by the way, let's let's show this this really un, unsafe mm-hmm. um, statistic, which is only 7.7%, right? Does that make sense, what I'm, what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. here? Absolutely. Um, but that that's a... Uh, one of these statistics from this from this uh, two hundred and four page document um, that we should use against them because you know they their intention was to figure out more ways to ban and restrict our Second Amendment rights and uh, so let's use their document which showed exactly what we've been saying one one of the things we so we ended on this piece of information last week so this was a a study where they looked at a five year period it's twenty seventeen to twenty twenty one I believe. Um, so how many? So they had these enormous numbers, right? This thirty percent, seventy percent, blah blah blah. One of the things we ended on was how many actual deaths are we even talking about? You remember that, Dave? You remember how many there were? Not really. Thirteen hundred. Wow. We're only talking about thirteen hundred and ten. That's it. That's all we're talking about. Now it is sad, tragic, and horrible anytime. Even if it's one. Even if it's one. That's sad, tragic, right. and horrible. Mm-hmm. But for them to conduct a study and to try to paint you know, a, a, a picture like like this is an epidemic. Well, if they said hundreds of thousands, it would be a different story. I, even if we'd have gotten to you know, multiple thousand. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even get to multiple thousand. Right. You know, 1,300 over five years. That's not 1,300 a year. That's 1,300 over five years. Gosh, they, they lose that in, what, 90 days in New York. I was actually looking up. I, I, haven't, conclus- I haven't conclusively found it yet. But I think from what I'm seeing, I, I think this is like – like I was looking up to see – these are similar numbers that we lose to like jaywalking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not – you know, and now San Diego is doing a lot better than uh, California in general, mm-hmm. and we're actually uh, safer than uh, most of the country, which is great. 
Um, But the idea that, you know, some of the recommendations in here was to blow this whole thing up, create this big bureau. Right. You know, more bureaucracy. Oh, of course. We need another bureau. Right. For, 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 for this. But again, it, they're not trying to solve a problem here. The, what they're trying to do is paint the picture that guns and gun owners are unsafe. So, um, the, uh, so 1300. And then another about 1300, 1367 are firearm related injuries in San Diego County. This is 2016 through 2020, so this is a uh, four-year. 2017 through 2022 is the uh, suicide and homicide rate, and then uh, 1367 was 2016 through 2020. I wonder why they use two different years there, two different chunks of years there. I'll bet you it's. Uh, I'll bet you they were cherry picking a little bit. Um, so, anyway, not a lot, and which is good. That's mm-hmm. something we want to be proud of in San Diego. Not a lot of, uh, you know, um, but uh, they didn't mention anything. They didn't really talk about uh, uh, um, defensive gun uses much at all. The only reason they, I think that they added it is because uh, we talked a whole lot about it. Um, they talked about mass shootings and K-12 through school shootings, um, you know. And uh, But, again, this whole document really, really proves what we've been trying to say, that, number one, you know, um, it isn't the epidemic. The violence isn't the epidemic that they're trying to paint it as. Number two, gun owners are generally extremely responsible and law-abiding, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, number three, that one of the solutions here is is education and, yes, more guns. You know, that the, the more uh, sane, trained, law-abiding people are able to defend themselves against the 30% which were homicides, the better. The better. Period. Full stop. Um, and, and that's one of the things, you know, uh, that we really emphasize with, uh, um, with not me it was of course trying to prevent, uh, sexual assault and, uh, domestic violence by making sure that women can defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And they actually talk a lot about that. There was a lot of feedback from the listening sessions where they said, Hey, one of the things that we need to talk about is how to prevent, you know, violence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this was one of the groups um, that uh, that was talked about, which is good, but they didn't really have a choice. They had to include that because we showed up and, and made sure that they had to include that, which was which was pretty big. Um. So yeah, so I don't know. Did you have a chance to to look at the report? I did. I looked. I you know, I it's two hundred four pages. Did yeah. I? Could, I didn't really have the patience to sit and, and just to digest it all, um, but I did browse. I did browse. Do you have any impressions? Um, everything that you've you've already stated, I, I totally agree with, and all your observations. It's uh, two hundred and four pages. Yeah. It's 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 no a pictures. lot of. There are there actually are lots of pictures, lots of graphs. Oh, there there are charts and graphs, pie charts, line charts, every kind of. Well, for six digits, yeah, it's better with right. in color. Yeah, yeah there's some yes, color. Well, well, and I'll tell you before we go, public listening session themes. Uh, the number one theme was support for gun rights. Does that make sense? So a theme in the listening sessions, in other words, what do people talk about most? Mm-hmm. The number one thing that people talk about most, they showed up and said, hey, we want to make sure that you support gun rights. Nice. Which is good. All right, let's take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio FM, 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio. 
FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent. The photos are beautiful. And your website looks great. But it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is real easy. Just visit SageTree.com and click on the Schedule an Appointment button. That's SageTree.com and click on the Schedule a Call button. So we're talking about the, uh, the the report that was produced by these listening sessions, the gun violence reduction, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to read a couple other things um, uh, from some of their uh, from their appendix, uh, some of the statistics that they have here. And let's see, here's a good one right here. So appendix one: public listening session themes, causes of gun violence, in order of how many people spoke up and said, "Hey, this is what we think." Um, mental health trauma, something mm-hmm. obviously there because of Sandy County gun owners getting involved and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, you know, lack of family and social support. Hmm. I think that's a very, I think that's a very broad term of basically saying that, you know, criminals, you talk about, you know, people that don't have, you know, kids that don't grow up without parents, you know, kids that grow up with no structure, you what, know, what was the, this category was what again? Uh, lack of family and social support is but, one was of the, this specifically one, homicides or one, just gun violence? Well, causes of gun violence. Because I see my mind first went to suicide on that. Oh, did, did they do they kind of get specific as to their angle on that? Mm, not here. Lack no. of family and social support. I guess it could it could it could, I could, it could go either way. Go either way. Yeah. 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 If you're if you don't have uh, if you have a lack of family and social support uh, that mm-hmm. could lead to suicide. It could also lead to uh, uh, you know being a career criminal. We mm-hmm. can see that. Hmm. Uh, what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't? Yeah. Then good. Oh, just curious. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought those were the two top ones, mm-hmm. you know, which, which again, um, they wouldn't be there but for, you know, you, you, you fa- fantastic listeners who went and showed up and said, hey, uh, it's very important. Now, public listening session themes solutions to gun violence. The number one solution. Funding of community-based organizations. I, I think that's probably something everybody can agree on. Yeah. I think that pro-Second Amendment folks and anti-gun people. By the way, let's talk about terminology for a second. Yep. We're not pro-gun. That's not what we are. Mm-hmm. We're pro-Second Amendment. Correct. You know, we're not pro-gun. It doesn't matter if it's a gun. It doesn't matter. what well, we're, we're pro-Second Amendment because we want to be able to defend ourselves. You know, Second Amendment doesn't talk about guns. It talks about arms. Mm-hmm. So we are pro-Second Amendment. Now, that doesn't mean the other side's anti-Second Amendment. The other side's just anti-gun. Right. That's all they are. They just don't like guns. Um, so they're trying to, they're going after the inanimate objects. So you'll, you'll frequently hear me, those are the two sides. You'll frequently hear, hear me refer to pro-Second Amendment, us, and anti-gun, them. They have an uh, irrational fear of, of guns, of firearms. Um, and they're, they're anti-gun is what they are, which I think is an important point. It's an important distinction to make. But whether you're pro-Second Amendment or anti-gun, mm-hmm. funding of community-based organizations I think is something we can all agree on. Are we going to agree on exactly which organizations to fund? Absolutely not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but one of the organizations, one of the community-based organizations that came up, not me. Mm-hmm. Not me as a 
uh, community-based organization, which, by the way, the county is already fun- starting to fund, which is awesome. Fantastic. We're going to get a check from the county um, in uh, well, probably about a month or mm-hmm. so here. Really? Yeah. How about that? Amazing. Dave. You have to pay taxes. No. It's going into a 501c3. So, wheat, you're going to lunch. We're going to lunch. <laughs> Isn't that how 501c3 works? Oh. Um, you have to eat. Second, number, second uh, of, of these is youth mentorship. Youth mentorship. I think that, that I think that's, good. that's mm-hmm. another thing everybody can agree on. Sure. Right? Kids growing up, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. uh, they either uh, get the mental health support that they need so they don't become suicidal. Right. Or they get the, uh, um, you know, the life help that they need mm-hmm. so that they don't become somebody that commits, you know, homicide. I think of all those good stories that came out like Big Brother and Big Sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, just having that that mentor. There was another guy who was actually on KUSI over the weekend. His name yeah, what's his name? Joe Sigurdsson. Yeah, he was on this morning or Saturday. Uh, what's today? Sunday? I think he was on he yesterday morning. News. He doesn't watch That's the news. That's right. You don't he watch the know. news. <laughs> Why well, am I even talking to you? <laughs> but he was there. Yeah, Boys to Men is yeah, the name Boys of his organization. Mm-hmm. Joe, program. Joe Sigurdsson uh, is a great dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, his program is wonderful, and they, uh, they provide all kinds of support. Right. They basically go into a school and say, show us your, you know, the four kids causing all the problems. Right. Mm-hmm. And guess what percentage of kids involved in his organization, uh, you know, the kids that are the problem kids that he helps, mm-hmm. guess what percentage do not have a father? 100. 99%. Nah, it's 85%. Wow. Pretty close, though. 85%. I, That's I a thought trend. for sure you'd say 100. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's not. No, no. But again, I, no. I, I think there, there's probably a lot of, I think that pro- Second Amendment and anti-gun folks could probably come together, and and we probably wouldn't even argue over which youth mentorship programs that we'd we'd mm-hmm. be willing to fund. There'd probably be a couple that the you know pro Second Amendment wouldn't want to fund. There's probably a couple that the anti-gun wouldn't want to fund. But in general, I'll bet you there's a lot of circles that overlap there. But when yeah. the, when Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts were flourishing, yeah. that had a lot to do with kids that didn't have fathers. You know, so. Joe Sigurdsson's group, Boys to Men, mm-hmm. it's exactly what they do. It's very much like Boy Scouts. Right. They say, hey, they're th- for the, the one you thing. You don't have to wear a uniform. Well, you don't have to wear a uniform, but there's they actually they sit down and talk and they say, hey, you know, here's some adults that are successful and here's some problems that they had. Like they get real honest, you know, and say, hey, there's some problems that they had and here's mm-hmm. how they had to work it out or whatever. And then it gets the kids to open up and these all these kids are angry. All these kids are angry. They're they're like young teens, and they're just they're just irate. They're mad that they don't have a dad. They're mad that the world hates them. They're mad, you know. They're they're irate, and they that starts to come out. Um, and that's a little different from Boy Scouts. They didn't really do a lot of that. No, in Boy they Scouts. don't do any of it. But what they did do in Boy Scouts is, hey, do these five things, and you can move right. forward. You know, do these five other. Well, plus, things. they keep the kids busy. Keep them busy. They don't sit around and waller in their give them an opportunity their to feel accomplished. Be, and yeah. they give them an opportunity to accomplish right. something. Mm-hmm. Merit badges, and, and those are you know that those mm-hmm. are uh, rites of passage, which is I think sorely missing in in society today. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, I think that's extremely important. Other support programs for youth is another uh, that the the next one on the list. Enforce the laws, huh? Including gun laws. What a huh. concept. Don't we agree with that? What a concept! I, you know, I don't agree with with some of the gun laws, but I, I definitely, if you're if you're committing violent crime with a gun, so you mean if they if they were to enforce the laws on the books? I don't even think you thing. have to have a gun. 
if you just enforce the laws. <laughs> right. Hey, I stole a bag of potato chips at a grocery store because I was on a dare. My yeah. buddy dared me. I couldn't get a. Not well, you a little, know, if that if if that uh, the security people chase you now, now they get arrested. Well, I know they but, get in trouble. But oh no 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 no, and it wasn't a little bag. I had to get the big. One, <laughs> the okay. Family. And I got busted. The the, mm-hmm. the and they called the cops. The cops called my dad, yeah. who's a police officer, yeah. handcuffed me, put me in the back seat, mm. asked me if I ever stole. How old Eight. <laughs> so guess what? You never stole again. Well, no. The only other, no, 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 no. The other, yeah, no, I could tell you stories. He put me in jail for 12 hours one time. <laughs> handcuffed me. Did it work? <laughs> asked me if I've ever been in jail since. I was going to say. I mean, handcuffed me, fingerprinted me, put me in solitary confinement for 12, 13 hours. Wow. I was nine. <laughs> wow. And it was in with the bad boys. It wasn't yeah. in juvenile hall. Jeez. Yeah. Well, enforce the laws, including gun laws and, yeah. and parentheses. I think that that is uh, all extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, enforce the laws. And there really is, there's a lot of statistics to prove exactly what, you know, kind of what Joe's premise is. You know, Joseph Gertson's premise of, you know, show us the three or four boys mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. that are committing all the, you know, that, that are the hardest having the hardest time in school. There's a lot of statistics to show that the vast majority of crimes are committed. You know, if you look at the thousands of crimes that are committed, you know, and break it down into different categories over the year, mm-hmm. it's it's like dozens of people. It's a very small minority of people that are doing it. What about girls? I like them. No, 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 no. Oh. I mean, because there's a lot of <laughs> gangs, you know, girls. Oh. I mean, mm-hmm. they're pretty brutal too. Right. I wonder if they have a program for that. I don't know. You know, girls tend to have their outlet a little different. You know, boys boys that are, are struggling and, and having trouble, they t- you tend to see them go more towards gangs and violence. Yeah. I think girls go more the, you know, the sexual angle. Really? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Really? Yeah, it's, it's like every... That's how they act out, is yeah, that what you're saying? That, that's, that's what I see. <clears throat> so the, the, here's the, here, the next one on the list, extremely interesting. Gun safety education. Gun safety education. Now that's another indicator. That's so high on the list. Mm-hmm. That's another indicator that uh, uh, you know Sandy County Gunner showed up, mm-hmm. right? I don't think Moms One Action and Brady Organization they don't yeah. they didn't show up and say gun safety education. Did they even show up? Uh, well, not as much as we did, but they were there for sure. There mm-hmm. were anti-gun folks there as well as, well as the pro-Second Amendment folks. But uh, gun safety education extremely important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> big 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 fan of that. But honestly, the statistics don't show that that people are dying from gun wounds because they were you know, not knowledgeable or right. you know they weren't <laughs> safe. Mm-hmm. It's really not what's what's happening. It's not showing right. that. I, I would argue, you know, if, if you're a professional criminal, if you're a gang member, mm-hmm. you know, learning you know learning gun safety isn't going to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going to help in you know, statistics. Yeah, if you're committing suicide, which is the other category, the biggest category, mm-hmm. uh, learning gun safety is probably not going to help you. Does that mean it's not important? No, it's extremely important. It's incredibly important. I also think that um, in kind of a less direct way, if you're teaching, especially kids, gun safety, mm-hmm. you're teaching them respect for a firearm. I think there's a lot of um, kind of surrounding issue. You know that helps. You know, teacher respect. There is. For, it's, for it's almost like a lot of that curiosity is taken away. So they, they learn to respect. They learn to understand it. They, they learn the appropriateness of it. And and it, it no longer has the cool factor to where they want to be tempted to go in and do something they shouldn't do or be sneaky. Yep. Responsibility. Correct. Yeah. Well, and back in my day, I mean, I was taught gun. Horse, horse and wagon? 
Yeah. yeah. But I was taught gun handling, you know, at a very, very, very young age. Mm-hmm. And I learned to respect all the way up through the military and the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. So but I started when I was little. The next two, let me get real quick. Next okay. two, higher criminal penalties, obviously pro-Second Amendment. Mental health support, obviously pro-Second Amendment. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, until, and then we finally get to the eighth, which is GBROs. What's that? Mm-hmm. Well, gun violence for training, we're oh. probably the, the anti-gun crowd. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. The first eight were us. Yeah. And that's that's important. Anyway. Check it out. We'll uh, we'll probably send it out again. Uh, it's it's a good read. But it's on the website, this is going to. It's not on the website. We'll we'll send it out via email. But this is going to give us uh, ammo for years to come. This thing backfired heavily. It sounds like it, which is good. Yeah, right here on Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer! Whoa! Gun prom tickets are on sale. Join San Diego County gun owners and the rest of the Second Amendment community at the town and country in Mission Valley. Get your fancy suits and dresses, shine your shoes, and join a whole lot of like-minded people that believe in the right to self-defense. Second Amendment dinner is coming up on September 16th. Get your tickets now and reserve your spot for a night with great people, great food, drinks, and all for a great cause. And don't forget, you can get a table for all your friends. Oh, go to gunprom.com to get your tickets now. Buy a table. Oh, I already said that. And bring your friends and family. That's gunprom.com and buy your tickets today. Did I mention you can get a table? Yeah. A wine table? A champagne table? Yes. And don't you get raffle tickets with each table? With the champagne table, you get raffle tickets. You don't get any. There's raffle, t- raffle tickets for purchase, but only champagne tables get raffle tickets. Yeah. Well, you got to get a champagne table. I don't drink champagne. <laughs> but I want tickets. You can switch Bring it out. We had somebody. What? Bring friends that do. We had somebody switch out. Uh, they, they said, well, I don't really want champagne. Can we? Can we? Can I do something else? And they wanted uh, whiskey. So we a whiskey to Did you really? Yeah, they wanted a whiskey. Well, so you didn't tell right. me that. So you weren't joking when I said vodka. No. You, you, you really want a vodka table? Sure. All right, well. And then my wife won't drink. Tell Gail. Gail will work that out. Gail will do anything. Yeah, she's the best. She's a wheeler dealer. She's way better than that last executive director they had at that place. I'm going to have to grind on her <laughs> then because I want raffle tickets. Yeah, you buy them there. Well, then I want you to give them to me. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> you did last time. <laughs> Because you muffed it. No. I tried to give you the money. All right. What are we doing here? I don't know. Are you done? Yeah, I'm always done. Goodness. Okay. Um, All right. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. My nephew, Sam, the gunman, turned out to be extremely good with gun trivia. So if you email us a question that has to do with gun trivia and we use it on the air, we'll give you a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, you get a free ticket or tickets. I think we'll do two free tickets to Gun Prom. Go to gunprom.com to check it out. But it's September 16th. So if you stump my nephew, you'll get a hat or a shirt plus two free Gun Prom tickets. Sammy, there. Yeah, how are you guys? Good, man. How are you? Oh, not bad. 
How was your 4th of July? It was good. All right. <laughs> What'd you, what did you do? I know what you did, but tell everybody what you did. Uh, well, uh, we smoked a brisket, and I made some barbecue sauce. Hey, but what about the, how did you see fireworks? Uh, from the air, from yeah. above. Wow. wow, you went flying through all the f- sparklers? Yeah. Killer. How cool is that? Yeah. It was cool. His pictures were beautiful. It's kind of a tradition. Uh, you know, he comes from a flying family, and he's a pilot. He's been a pilot since. Yeah, I know, since we've known him. Yeah, since he could walk or whatever. So, all right. Okay, here's the question. Happy 4th of July. Um, question is, Steve from San Clemente, he wants to know, what caliber does the Arsenal Firearms DBDC shoot? What caliber does the Arsenal Firearms DBDC shoot? Delta Bravo, Delta Charlie. Steve from beautiful San Clemente. Uh, well, I'm assuming it's beautiful. I don't know. It is. Uh, I've been there. Okay. Steve from beautiful San Clemente. Thanks very much for writing in. Uh, what caliber does the Arsenal Firearms DBDC shoot? Um, now, I the only the only gun I'm familiar with that. Uh, it, well, there are a couple of companies that go by the name Arsenal. Is he talking about the Italian one? I, 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 yes. yes. Okay, um, so because there, uh, you also hear about Arsenal AKs out of Bulgaria, and it's a completely different company. There's no association. So uh, Arsenal Firearms out of Italy, the only, or perhaps the, I guess the most famous firearm I know that they have made is a, um, I don't even want to say double-barreled 1911 because it's basically two complete 1911s stitched together in 45 ACP. Is that what he's talking about? It's, yes. That's what he's talking about. Yes, keep, keep keep talking about it. So it's it, they're they're weird to look at. Um, you you can find pictures online, and I guess there have been YouTube videos about them. Just because it's a such a weird, wacky gun, and I think they only made it just to show that they could, just to show that their their machining and their mechanical engineering was was top notch. Um, and it is, as I said, it's basically two complete 1911 actions together side by side two barrels uh one slide but two barrels two hammers two uh magazines even uh the the right side ejects out the right side the left side ejects out the left side so you're sending uh potentially 460 grains of lead and copper downrange with each trigger pull it's remnant it always reminded me of the uh on on uh on um uh the empire strikes back the uh the ship at for you know the cloud city ships where you have the two they almost look like it was like the reverse of a P thirty eight you had the two pods and then I don't know that's, maybe Star Wars references isn't a good idea okay so what let me ask you this what caliber what caliber does the forty five ACP and um, well being that it's Italian I'm gonna guess probably thirty eight super or something how in the <laughs> <laughs> that's it. The DBDC stands for Double Barrel Double Caliber. The Italian firearm, which looks like two 1911s welded side by side, shoots 45 ACP and 38 Super Auto. The gun fires two bullets per trigger pull. That's awesome. Good job. More of it kicks. I don't know. It's pretty, uh, probably pretty I, heavy. I would imagine it does. It's probably it's probably pretty heavy though. I mean, you got twi- you got twice as much metal, you yeah. know. Even though you got twice the kick 
Yeah, twice as much metal. Honestly, I, I wonder how the the it must. Well, I guess a nineteen eleven is pretty slim anyway, so it's probably it probably feels like you're holding a Glock <laughs> with two uh, with two magazines with you know two nineteen eleven side by side is probably like holding one Glock. I don't know. Yeah, I would imagine. You ever held one? You ever seen one in 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 uh, person? I have never uh, I have never run across one of these in person uh, just because they're so uh, vanishingly rare. But uh, I have held a uh, Glock 21 in 45 and can attest that they're uh, unnaturally wide. That is a fact. My my Glock 30, which is a 45, um, it's basically the same size as a Glock 19, but it's a 45 caliber. My Glock 30, oh, that's pretty. My Glock 30, I actually had uh, Gunfighter Tactical here in San Diego shave it down so that they took a bunch of girth off the uh, the handle. Um, and uh, I said, take it down until it's just above structurally sound. And that did a ton of good. It's it's a, it's an old school 30. It's not the new slim frame. Uh, slim frame? Is that short frame? Slim The SF? Slim or short? Uh, it's short frame and it's shorter front to back so it's not any slimmer so it's so i took still it, a double stack took it yeah it's still and i took it down and uh that was way way better i love it i love it love it love it okay uh excellent job you got it as always not stumped so steve from san clemente you're gonna have to pay for your gun prom tickets but we will send you a hat or a shirt the dbdc good very good question i thought it was really good but don't, uh, go, don't go anywhere sam i thought dave had a follow-up question do you have a follow-up question yeah. dave I did? Yeah, you did. Did you already forget? Yeah. What was his follow-up question? What was my follow-up? I think we... Oh, yeah. (laughs) You never moved... Go ahead. You never finished it. So I don't know the whole thing. Oh, I know. All right. All right. You'll get another question. All right. Dave had a a non... It it wasn't exactly a firearm-related question. Was it? I can't quite remember what it was. I'm losing it. All right. So what uh, what about your blog, Sam? What's the latest blog you got or article? My most recent blog post uh, from this uh, this past week was sort of a retrospective instead of uh, my usual shtick, which is either uh, talking about some uh, something that happened in a gun store that that I thought was was interesting or relevant or talking about the current political situation or talking about collecting. It's just sort of a broad retrospective on uh, it. Well, it's called State of the Second Amendment. Um, and I talk about kind of some some important things that have happened in uh, two-way political news in the past about 14 months or so, uh, just over a year. And uh, I talk about kind of where we are now and and some big fights that uh, we we may be in the middle of right now, or or that may be coming up in the future. So I just I just give my thoughts on that matter. And uh, if anyone who who is interested in in reading about that can check it out on the SDCGO blog. Awesome job! I really liked your uh, your blog your uh, blog about open carry. Um, it got some chatter. I think a bunch of people, uh, you know, piped in uh, or piped up and and weighed in uh, without even reading it. You know, you could totally tell that they just saw the 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 headline. They just saw the name. They by got, the, by the way, man. the question that I was thinking of was yeah. my cousin Vinny. Oh, that's right. Which you said was probably a show he loves. Well, go for it. What's what was the question? Well, it was. Are you familiar with the movie? Um, I am familiar with it, but I've never seen it. Okay, that's, uh, that's right. I didn't know that. How did that happen? You said he watched it. 
No, I said that it is. I, I would imagine so because it's my it's his grandfather's like favorite movie in the whole world. Is it really? So I can't. I don't. I can't imagine how he's gotten twenty. How old are you now? Twenty four. Twenty three. Twenty three. He's gotten twenty three years without my uh, my wow. dad making him watch it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's his favorite movie. I've seen it more times than I care. To I think it's that. his favorite movie. It's top at least top five. Yeah. I think he was going to ask you what the proper timing is of uh, uh, three twenty seven. Yeah. Nineteen. I don't know. Not a car guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Three degrees below top dead center. Exactly. That's not even close. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> what year Cadillac was in the movie? As a 1957. Nope. I don't know. 66. 1966. Okay, I, I am the car guy. I'm car guy like you're the gun guy, kid. I, I kind of am curious. Like, how did, The writers must have really thought that out. It's almost like they thought of that question and wrote a movie around it. Well, they had to because, I mean, it was an incorrect question. So they had to really think that out to get the year of the car wrong. and Oh, they totally messed it up? Oh, yeah, it wasn't totally even messed, accurate? That engine wasn't even available. Way to ruin it for the, me, Dave. Well, yeah. I suppose you're going to tell me Santa Claus isn't real next. Yeah, he's sitting right there. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's enough. That's it. Hey, thanks, Sam. Have a great weekend or week. And don't forget, folks, subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. And go to our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, State Street, San Diego Flight Training International. Thanks to Alicia, Michael, Sam the Gunman, Matthew Dominguez, and Brendan Thomas. 